Hello, and welcome back to the Double Take Podcast with Jess and Jenny, where we talk about all things TV. It's Tuesday. I feel like Michael Barbara. Hi, Jess. Hi. Your intro was more energetic than normal. It made me smile. <laughs> I feel so like nice. I, when I do it, I always like yell the word hello. And sometimes you're like, hello and welcome. It's like so mellow. It's like very NPR. ASMR. Yeah, very NPR. <laughs> that makes but, me sad about having myself. fun today. Well, is it overcompensating because you're ill? It is. I was told yesterday by Carter in, okay, I thought this was a dig, not really a dig. I don't know what I thought. I was a little offended when he said this, but he was like, you're really good at making people think you feel one way when you do feel another. Uh, And he commented that after I had a work call and I was like very ill, like seeing double, hearing double, like high fever. But I had told this person that I would get on a work call because they were new. And so I got on the call and it was only 15 minutes long. And afterwards I was like, oh, and like slumped back down. And Carter said, if he didn't know any better, like he would not have guessed that I was sick. And I was like, so I'm good at lying. That's it's that's good acting. <laughs> Maybe you have a future career. Voice actor. Um, As an actor. Probably not. I think it's only in... <laughs> Only in like this. I feel like that's such a thing. Like I used to do that on work calls. Like be fake, Jess. I feel like as you get to know people, you can be more real yourself. But with new people joining like the company or whatever, it's always like a little fake. It's also a little self-preservation. I just don't want to deal with explaining to everyone that I'm sick and like why I'm sick. I don't want it to sound like I'm complaining. And also, I just don't want to go through it. I'm like, I want to get this limit the amount of speaking that you have to do with your coworkers. Absolutely. (laughs) And it turns in like sick talk kind of turns into a little bit of um, small talk, but mixed with weird sympathy. Like some people don't know how to respond. It's just like, it is weird. It's just too much. I do think if you have a fever, you can reasonably tell people to F off and that you're sick and you're not working just for the record. Yeah. I did wind up taking the rest of the day off, but I felt obligated. It truly took 15 minutes tops. And I was just like, here's where this thing is. Here's what you can do. And it was fine. It's very nice of you. That's my job, everyone. <laughs> Telling people where <laughs> things are. Where the things go. Mm-hmm. Do you still have a fever? Are you? No. Your, your fever, fever is free. broken? Amazing. Just congested. I don't know if it shows through in my voice. I just thought since you didn't make awkward small talk with your coworker about your illness that we could do could it on do the it podcast <laughs> instead. No, no more fever. But we can quickly move past. Although I say quickly, we've already talked about it for about a minute. We can move past this. We've uh, made people listen. Well, I feel like when you're sick, it is the best time to watch TV. Mm-hmm. I know you asked me what you should watch. What you know, did you end I up watching? didn't take your advice. And I think it was a bad move because I saw this really, I thought I was in the mood for something like really bad rom-com, but you know, when you want a really bad rom-com, but you also want it to be good. This one was just not good in all, upon all spectrums. I don't know. It was called Walking on Sunshine. Had you ever heard of this? No. What is that? I don't, I think it was 27, I don't know, 2014, one of the teens, teen years. I didn't recognize any of the actors. Well, that's not true. Maybe I should look it up and get back to you, but it's this British, almost jukebox musical, but not in the way that that usually, like not with one specific band. It was just random songs shoved into this plot about a girl who went to Puglia, Italy before she went to university. Uh, and then she meets the love of her life and then has to, or decides to leave, even though he wants her to stay because she has to go study, which to me seemed very reasonable. Comes back after three years 
because she told her sister to go to Puglia to like find herself the way she found herself. Uh, come back after, comes back after three years and her sister's like, surprise, I'm engaged. <gasps> the spoiler alert, the person she's engaged to is the guy that she it's left. It's to him. It's to him, yeah. And then she pretends that she's never met him before or any of his friends and it's this whole classic. farce. Yeah, the classic. And when I read the description, I was like, that sounds like a fun, sick show. But I wound up fast forwarding through all of the singing parts, which made the movie, I would say, 20 to 30 minutes shorter. Um. Yeah, it was. <laughs> if the singing isn't adding to it, it is actively negatively detracting from it in those circumstances. I would say the only reason I would recommend this movie to anyone is if they really had, if they were, if they wanted to feel bad, <laughs> like, like hate know. watch something, like yeah, let, like know that something's going to be really bad. Sometimes Mock something with friends. Yeah, yeah, that's more of a group activity, I'd say. Absolutely. I felt a little sheepish doing it on my own and just, uh, yeah, not, okay. not a good sick. Is not anyone sick. in it? And where did you watch it? Not that I want to watch it. I'm just curious. <laughs> Prime video and yeah, definitely people were in it. I don't remember their names. <laughs> like, is anyone we know in it is obviously what I meant. <laughs> yeah, I know what you meant. Um, no, let me look it up while I ask you a question to cover the fact that I'm currently Googling. Did you, have right. you watched anything this weekend What's that I don't know about? Um, so this weekend, no, I've actually been very unmotivated to turn anything on. I'm feeling like I really want to rewatch the bear actually. It's like the only Ooh. inclination I've had to anything. I haven't yet, but that and the righteous gemstones season three has been airing one episode per week. You haven't seen that, right? No, I love it. I don't I know. know if you would like it. I think you would. I don't think you'd love it. I think you'd like it. It's not a feel-good show, really, in any way. Not that you only watch feel-good shows, but I, I feel say, like you that's... like your comedies to be like a little more feel-good. I feel like we're switching roles here. I would, I would ordinarily say that's how I feel. You feel about your comedies, or you like them really, really, really dry and like British slash Australian. Uh, I guess I was going to say Fleabag fits into the British <laughs> yeah. thing, but like, uh, hmm, I don't know. Okay, that's an intriguing. We'll have to dig more into this later. What I, shows do you think it's most similar to? Well, it's most similar to Danny McBride's other comedies, mm. which I also don't love. So it's hard to say like you'd like it or not like it based on that. So like Vice Principals, Eastbound and Down, he did those yeah. two. I can't yeah, remember I if there are others. And like I watched Vice Principals. I did not love it. I thought it was fine. It was a little too over the top. It was not quite an ensemble comedy. And the two main characters were just like, so, so truly not likable. And I just couldn't really, couldn't really figure out what the entry point of that one was. It was fine. It made me laugh sometimes. This one, The Righteous Gemstones, it's an ensemble comedy, which I always love. Just yeah. the, the numerous characters with all their quirks and nobody has too much time. So if someone does annoy you, like it bounces to someone else. That's amazing. But what's so good about it is it's a satire of specifically like mega rich televangelists. Mm -hmm. So it's this family that's gotten really wealthy from, it's basically like a mega church family. So it's real in the sense that like, it is, it's so clearly making fun of who those people really are and like organized religion and all of the sort of like stuff that right. goes behind the scenes with a lot of that. And I think that's hilarious because they're like, because of the reality of it and the like, 
pulling up the mirror and showing people that, but it's so far past the line of like decency. Like it's such an indecent show. And normally I'm like, I have a line. And if it's too far beyond it, I just don't find it funny. It's not that I'm offended. I'm just like, well, I'm not laughing, Mm -hmm. but somehow this show works on like all fronts. Everyone's funny. It's just so good. I mean, I, it's been on my list to watch for a while. I really actually, I I want you to, because I'm really curious how you feel about it because I'm maybe my prediction is totally wrong. I just don't think it'll be totally your type of humor. Okay. Now I'm very interested. Now I need. Yeah. (laughs) Now I feel like you should go watch it immediately. But season three is like a few episodes in. So that's the only thing I've been like actively tracking each week. We're like excited to be catching up on each week. I have a few other shows, but it's we're in the the dog days of summer, as you'd say, the doldrums, (laughs) the doldrums. You've thrown that back in my face. It's a hilarious (laughs) word. (laughs) <laughs> okay. I have some updates for you um, after some very quick research on my part. So first of all, I had t- totally forgotten Leona Lewis is in Walking on Sunshine as just like random. Keep, keep That's the one. Does she uh, apparently in Walking on Sunshine, she did. Uh, it, she played the random side friend. So, and then the people that I semi-recognized, so Greg Wise played Doug. I think he's been in a lot of British stuff. I feel like you would recognize his face, but maybe not the name at all. He was uh, in the Emma Thompson Sense and Sensibility. Mm, that's as enough from me. All right. That kind of thing. He's also the voice in a lot of things like Took and Birdie. Anyway, and then there's, he played the the villain, by the way. And then- the main love interest was played by a man named, uh, let me, let me make sure I get this. Okay. Julio Baruti, which I sort of recognized him in that he was like a very attractive Italian man. And I was like, I bet he models and maybe was in some other TV shows scrolled all the way down in his IMDb. His first tracked IMDb record of acting is in the Lizzie McGuire movie as Italian guy. Number two. Oh, please. Okay, I don't so know what that means. There's no one known in this movie is what I'm gathering. Greg Wise and Leona Lewis. Well, I'd have to look him up. But Leona Lewis, I don't even know if I know what she looks like. Other than like the single cover for Bleeding Love, I can kind of picture that. But Do like, you know, she, was that a one who wonder? Is she, she's not a. No, she's had other stuff. That's right? not a thing. I don't know. Name a single other song. I uh, can't. I can't do that mm. for you. There we go. <laughs> but just because I'm not aware of her other hits doesn't mean that she's a one hit wonder. She's a one-hit wonder. I don't think I'm qualified to say. Do you know Hannah Arterton? Nope. Okay. Well, not. she was the main actress slash singer in this. She also looks very like familiar, but like not enough. I don't. I don't recognize any of the things on her IMDb page. She just Better like looks, question. Yeah. How did you come upon this movie? You know, it's embarrassing to say. I think mm-hmm. I saw a clip That's of it. The best. You know when people on Instagram or TikTok will show you a clip of a movie? Have you seen this happen? And it's just it's like basically the only interesting clip of the movie yeah. that exists. I saw that. And then I was like, oh, that seems fun. It was the like clip of her running into her old flame and then her sister running up and saying, I see you've met my fiance. And her being like, your fiance. And then everyone being everyone pretending that they didn't know each other. And I was like, okay, I could do with like a comedy of errors, a little, I guess that's not comedy of errors, but 
was just like, that seems fun and I'm feverish and maybe it'll add to the whole, you know, over the topness of it all. But it didn't. It was just bad. Yeah. That's unfortunate. Have you been watching anything else? You said Good Omens. You've been, you texted me that. Yeah. I've been watching Good Omens because I realized I never had when we talked about the um, first season of The Sandman. I think we were told that it was similar to in, in like tone and voice, obviously, because it's a Neil Gaiman is, is one of the writers to Good Omens. And is it a book also? Is it Neil Gaiman's book? And Terry Pratchett, I think, worked together. Uh, I don't, I'm, I don't know enough. I should look it up. I'm going to, I'll look it up before we write it up in the newsletter. I okay. got doing some more research. I thought you were going to say you're going to look it up again. I was like, no, this no, no, whole no, no. episode is just you Googling. Me doing research. No, I knew it was I Neil Gaiman and I knew it was David Tennant. Correct? David Tennant is in it and Michael Sheen, not Martin Sheen, My, Michael Sheen. Yes, not Martin yeah. Sheen. Not Martin Sheen. <laughs> yes, and I love both of them. And so far, I'm only a couple. There are only six episodes in the first season, but they're all around an hour each. Mm-hmm. Well, six hours, still, still a decent amount of time, but definitely bingeable. Not bad. What's it about? It's so far. It's sort of about. It's a fantasy, <laughs> kind of about good versus evil, which it feels like a lot of Neil Gaiman stuff is in some way or other. And David Tennant and um, Michael Sheen play basically angel and demon. Uh, And it starts with the two of them watching Adam and Eve walk out of the Garden of Eden after David Tennant's character enticed them to take a bite of the apple. And they're obviously at odds because one of them is an angel and one of them is demon, but they sort of get along somehow. And then as it progresses, they're enjoying their time on earth so much that when God or the power that be decided that Armageddon, it's time for Armageddon to come and the end of the earth, both of them are sort of like, we don't want this to end. And so they decide to try to work together to stop it from happening. But because one of them is inherently sort of evil and one of them is inherently sort of good, they butt heads. But it's a sort of like philosophical, like what is evil? What is what is good? I like their banter back and forth. Um, I don't want to give, it's hard to, to say anything else without um, giving anything away because it sort of spans a lot of different eras. Uh, obviously, like I said, like <laughs> goes from Adam and Eve to like the 1600s to present day, like people buying shares of Apple. Uh, Interesting. I promise to write it up better in our newsletter and give you <laughs> I believe a good idea of what it's like. I'm excited to hear. I think the weirdest thing for me to realize as an adult is that I might not like fantasy that much. Like I always thought I really liked fantasy stuff. And I, and anytime something comes out or someone like describes, my friend was describing The Witcher to me yesterday because mm. I haven't seen that. And I was like, the more you say, the less I'm interested. It just does not sound up my alley. And that was like the Sandman. I liked it, but it, the fantasy elements like I didn't like. Is that true with books as well? Um, I don't know. I don't read a lot of like really heavy fantasy where, you know, there's like a lot of world building. And like most of the time, those types of ones are like eight books long. Like I don't read a lot of like hardcore that type of fantasy. Okay. I read like romance fantasy, like Akatar. Um, but so does everybody. I'm not hmm. sure that that's the selling point. 
or a point in my column for fantasy. I'll also read like fantasy light. Like I'll read like Lee Bardugo. Yeah. Were there like fantasy elements? I don't know. Yeah. Is that fantasy light? I assume so. If you compare it to like other, I don't know, but I consider like high fantasy. Yeah. If that's how you describe it. Like I just don't always like that. I, wouldn't I thought call this I did fantasy. when I was a kid. Like I maybe you I did think when I you thought that just because of Harry Potter and Twilight, though, which is misinformed. I definitely wouldn't call Twilight high fantasy. No, I'm not calling Harry Potter high fantasy either. They were both accessible fantasy. Fantasy mm-hmm. in that, yeah, obviously both are not in the real world. But I tried to read Lord of the Rings as a kid, and I also tried to watch the movies. I didn't like the books or the movies. Yeah. So why was I walking around saying I enjoyed fantasy? Because you did it. I don't want to put you in a box. I like I think. some amount of it, but I'm yeah. not. So I'm skeptical about Good Omens, but I've heard really good things. And I love I mean, David Tennant. Yeah, they're great together. Both the Just like both main characters are really good. And Francis McDermott plays the voice of God. So that's kind of fun. Just a little element. Uh, I would also say this is close. This is not high fantasy, which I guess the Sandman wasn't either. But so I don't know what that. That is a point in your I favor or not? No, I, I know they're not. It's it's more like well, I'll have to give it a try and let you know. I'll report back. Do you like like I, I was getting a little bit of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy energy in terms of how it's like whimsical. They're making light of these things, and it just so happens that the fantasy is sort of a plot device to make it so that things can happen. Yeah, I don't like that. I okay. well, the movie, which I don't know if that's generally people liked the movie or didn't compare to the book. I did not read the book. I did not enjoy the movie. Okay. Well, yeah, I'll let, I'll let you know. I mean, I didn't hate the movie, but I, again, just like I was like, mm, I can fave. see how this maybe worked for some people, but it's not really doing anything for me. Uh, Yeah. We've, again, I don't, don't want to put you in a box, but there have been a lot of things that you haven't liked that have been fantasy or sci-fi. And I know you're like, I like sci-fi, but I think sci-fi falls into the same category of thing where you don't like it. I was like about it. to say, I like sci-fi. I think <laughs> I do. Okay. I don't know. It's so confusing. I think I do because I like Orphan Black and I like okay, yeah. Black Mirror and I yeah. like... Uh, Black Mirror feels almost more like psychological. I like Severance. Again, yeah, there's more like futuristic instead of like uh, supernatural. Or like, but um, but Orphan Black isn't. No, you're right. Orphan Black. Where's the line here? Yeah, I don't know. It it seems like I'm trying really hard to think of a word (laughs) that's just not coming to me. But like, okay, Silo. You liked Silo. I would call that sort of sci-fi, but more I would call that um, it's dystopian. dystopian. Yeah, yeah. Sci-fi gets used probably when it shouldn't. I like I like dystopian stuff a lot. Yeah, sign me up for all the dystopian stuff. I think I like sci-fi, but yeah, if it probably if it gets too, I don't know, too sci-fi, maybe I don't like it. Hard to say because I can't think of anything off the top of my head now that we're actually talking about it. Level of sci-fi that is appropriate. Um, yeah, but anyway, so I did finish Silo. I just slipped that in there. I don't know oh, if we've did. talked since it's fin- yeah, since it's finished. No, I would say we should do a part about it, but I kind of forget everything because I watched the whole thing in like one day in April. I think we may have talked about this, but I do think the binge watch made you like it more because I was a little bit put off by the fact that it was slow release. Just made things I agree. yeah. But we can we can put off talking about that until maybe either you refresh or 
we come up with a reason to talk about it. We could do a silo episode if people want. <laughs> if I know the fans people demand. are actively thinking about it because, yeah, because it just came out. And I know a lot of people watched it and liked it. I got some hate for putting it at number nine on our top 10 lists of the year. Some hate because people thought it would be higher. Yeah. Which, okay. And also I was talking to my dad about it and he was like, I really thought it was going to be higher based on your reaction right after it. So like I was watching it that day. I binged the whole thing and I was like, everyone has to watch this. And then as I, as it sat with me and as I was watching more shows and trying to think where things go in the rankings, like it just, and we've talked about this before, like structurally and the pacing of it, I think it left some things to be desired and I could overlook those because I watched all 10 episodes in like 10 hours, literally. I think, I think that had to alter my perception of it, but I don't know. Maybe I'll change my mind by the end of the year. You don't have to. I'm not. I'm on your side. You still wouldn't put it in your top 10? I don't think so. I, yeah, I don't think so. Did I, well, wait, hold on. Did I put it in my top 10? It might've been an honorable mention. Yeah, you haven't seen the whole thing yet, right? But now now having seen it all, would it change position or no? No. See, I really liked the finale. I thought I was happy that it it answered, it answered what it needed to answer for me to not be annoyed that I was going to have to wait for a second season. There's still obviously yeah. more story to tell, but the way it ended, I was like, thank goodness that they We've at got least some, yeah. did that. Yeah. <laughs> and I won't and say more spoiler free, but I was happy with it. Yeah. It was enough to make you also start coming up with predictions or theories about what could, like it gave you enough to think about before the next season comes out. So yeah. Like was it was well still done. a cliffhanger for season two without being... Yeah. Like, honestly, without being like severance, where it was like, we've gotten Mm. essentially zero answers, but I will not disparage severance. That is still one of my favorite shows. What else? Mm, I watched John Adams. I feel like we haven't talked about that for. Do we (laughs) need to? (laughs) No, it's a a classic. Have you seen it? I no, I haven't seen it and I've never been interested. And it's funny because a few people afterwards texted me about it when you put it in the newsletter. And mm-hmm. one of the, one of the responses was just, I tried to watch this and it was so boring. And I was I, like, I mean, honestly, Jenny doesn't make it sound not boring. Like your review, you were like, there's long sequences of him being ill and away from the battle. And I was like, oh, hello, that doesn't sound good. Yeah. I don't think I meant for it to be viewed. Like I, I think I put it forth as someone who likes history and likes HBO's content that is in depth and uh, like slow and very detail oriented would like it. But like I told people it was based off of a biography, a very long biography. <laughs> like it's yeah, pretty... I forgot that. Yeah. No, I like I can see how it could be, you know, historically accurate, well acted, etc. But I have no personal interest in the matter. You've gotta be, yeah. I yeah, I would not recommend unless someone's like, you know what I need? I need I need some like real gritty historical stuff, which is, I was feeling that way around the fourth. I wanted to be both grounded. I wanted to be like, you know, I want, I want something that will show the founding fathers and also the founding mothers. Abigail Adams is a badass um, in a very realistic light. So that like, I, I don't know, I'm sick of people being like USA, USA, which I feel like people in our generation generally aren't as much. Um, but also that gave me like a little bit of, wow, it's kind of cool that all of this just stuff happened to happen in sequence such that we live in the country we now do like the interesting perspective to have. 
And that's what I came into it looking for. And I got what I wanted. So it's not um, like a, I'm, I'm entertained. Just, like each to each their own. Yeah. I would not call this a candy watch by any means. I will not be watching that. <laughs> okay. Did you watch any of Hijack yet? No. Are you not watching it? I don't know. I You can definitely spoil it for me if that's what you're asking. Um, no, I wasn't going to spoil it. I was just asking because I know I did a, I did the newsletter about it last week. So I don't need to say a whole bunch more, but I'm enjoying it. In the same way that you avoid things that are semi-fantasy, I think I do the same with things that are like action thrillery. Interesting. Because, Is it, because yeah, tell me why. Well, like all the spy shows, I like spies. I just... I love spies. I love spies. I love lying. I love people deceiving other people. Okay. To be fair, the, what was the show called? The Citadel? That was bad. Well, Citadel um, was bad. That's, I mean, like treadmill watch, but we're but not even, talking about. Yeah. You were talking about like snakes on a plane. I have no desire to watch that. Die Hard, I've seen. I get it. I get that it's a classic. I don't revisit it. I don't ever like have the movie Taken? Pull. Liam Neeson? I haven't seen it. You haven't seen Taken? No, I know all of the, I know all the references there are to know. (laughs) Okay. I love movies like that. Every Liam Neeson movie that comes out, it's all every, it's every, they're all the same. It's all the same movie, just with, in a different font. I love them. That's what I mean. I I don't ever, (laughs) I'm not drawn to that. All right. Then I can see why you wouldn't pick up Hijack, but I'm so curious about it because I feel like it's going to end and I'm going to be like, they really ruined it. But it's one of those where like the, the why of like, why is the plane being hijacked? Who are these people? Once they answer that, if, if it's not satisfying, it's going to ruin the whole thing. It's too much. It's built too much on that. Got it. Which, so I just have a feeling I'm on a runaway train and it's not going to end well, but I'm Mm. enjoying it while I watch it. And I don't have anyone to talk to about it. I think my mom's watching it actually. We're both treadmill watchers. So I was like, you got to watch this new one that just came out. I don't have a treadmill to watch upon, so maybe one day. What do you do when you run? Do you listen to music or audiobooks? Or nothing. Oh, <laughs> Audible Are you gas. a psychopath? Are you a serial no. killer? I'm scared of that. No. You just sit uh, there with your thoughts? Uh, yeah, running is like a nice way to think and also to get rid of thoughts. It's I feel like it's like the only time that meditation actually works for me. I feel like I can't think a thing and let it go unless I'm running because I get that. Sure. I think a thing and then I'm like, I'm tired. And then the thought's gone. And then I think a new thing. I don't know. It's not, I would say it's like only a third of the time. I don't listen to anything, but yeah. Other, otherwise so scary music and podcasts. Podcasts. Right. I forgot people do that. Mm-hmm. I was Wondering because I feel like audiobooks are sort of to me like the watching TV on a treadmill version of running. Like I'm getting the story, but yeah. I'm listening to it. But I don't do audiobooks. Is that should I get into never? audiobooks? Never. I don't know. I mean, I like them while I'm running because, like I said, I like the same way I watch action TV shows when I'm on the treadmill. I listen to thrillers when I'm yeah. running. I remember you one like many years ago suggesting that I watch girl on a train or sorry listen to or read i don't remember what you exactly listen to while running great one yes. while running you you were like you should you should consume girl on a train but maybe only it's good if you're running <laughs> i was like okay good to know um i don't know I, I i read so many thrillers now that they are all the same 
that was mm. one of the first ones I ever read slash listened to. And I was really into it. I thought it was really good. I've heard the movie's terrible. I haven't seen it. But okay. I still, I think that I'd still recommend the audiobook for running. I think I liked it. I didn't, I did not listen to oh, it. Oh, you I did? did read it. I, oh. I read it. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I don't know if it's as good in book form, but you told me you wanted to talk about books. What was the book that you wanted to talk about? Uh, now you're putting me on the spot and I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> I finished, no, we already talked about in, uh, in our, I've been reading a lot sick. And then I went to the beach, those things in combination, I guess I turned toward books more than I did toward TV, which is maybe not usual, I get that. but Especially for the yeah. beach. Yeah. Beach I read, I have like seven things. I read Gideon the Ninth, which is like a weird fantasy slash futuristic sci-fi. can't really tell. It's about like mm-hmm. necromancy. Sounds like a pass. Yeah. I um I was intrigued enough to go to the end, but then I, I don't know if I'll read. I think it's a duology. I don't know if I'll read the second but interesting world building. Well, I really can't remember why I wanted to talk about books. Oh, I thought there was like reads. a pressing, really good book that I needed to read, which no. I would happily receive the recommendation for because I've been struggling again. I'm in another I have, book rut. I just got a bunch of stuff. Like all of my requests came in at once. So I have Happy Place by Emily Henry on yeah, that I just started. Um, the Beautiful Ones by Sylvia Moreno Garcia. Reading a Colin McCarthy book. Uh, why did I want to talk? Uh, oh, I ordered *Air of Fire*, one of the Throne of Glass books. God, I hate. I'm so sorry. I thought you to didn't anyone. like those. I don't. I don't know why I why requested you order it? it. I don't know. And now I'm part of me is like, well, I don't have any fantasy. I like having a smattering of everything, and I don't have any fantasy that's just like fun candy read right now. And part of me no, wonders if I should just read, try it again. Don't do that. Don't you should read The in. Deadly Education by Naomi Novik. Deadly. It's not a great book on its own, but it's a trilogy. And if you like fantasy, I think it's a solid one. Okay. Do not read more Sarah J. Moss. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah, I don't think that's a I don't think that's a good plan. Although I'm not telling you that I'm not going to. Like I who's to say? So I told you to watch the summer I turned pretty while you were ill. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I didn't remember that you'd watched season one. So I, in my oh, mind, I was telling you to watch season, season one. one. I forgot that you'd watched season one. Yep, yep, yep. I don't remember speaking about it. Did we speak about it at the time? I'm assuming we did. Did I don't like recall it? either. It was like, yeah, it was a class. It was like a, it was a summer watch. It was yeah, a cute little teen show YA, in the yeah. summer. Yeah, and there's Taylor Swift and Olivia Rodrigo in the soundtrack, which is right up my alley. I am. I'm, I was excited to see it come back because I do think that's there's a dearth in that kind of show right now in my rotation. Like I don't have any just like fun cutie watches. I am going to say that I'm a little scared because I've been seeing clips come up to promote it upon across all of things across just like ads on Prime and TikTok and um, Instagram. Mm-hmm. The clips make their acting seem so bad. And I'm wondering acting if I just... acting is so bad. Did I overlook that in the first season? Did I forget that I'm also that wondering brain? that. I'm also wondering what was happening in, this, in the first season. I should go back and watch because I watched... So, so far, I've seen the first three episodes. And the acting is spooky. Like, it is so bad. And most of them 
are giving terrible performances and I, they're either children. So I could overlook it or the teens, mm-hmm. but also that's like ridiculous because Jennifer Lawrence won an Oscar when she was like 18. But anyways, it's not good. And I don't think it was this bad in season one. So I'm confused. Also in the first three episodes, there are no fun summer vibes. It's not the summer. There's no beach. Why I release was it in displaced. July? Well, I think, okay, I've only seen the first three episodes. I think after the first three, I assume at some point we get to the summer. I'm guessing. That, even so, I'm still mad. I don't, that's I did, not what I signed up for. Were, oof, yeah, I did the thing we were just talking about where you watch with friends and kind of make fun of it. Mm-hmm. And I think alone would have been a bit of a struggle. I'm hoping that the rest of the season is what I was looking for, which is like cute and summery and fun. And I need Conrad to go back to being hot because he was giving me the ick. And I was very much team Conrad in season one. In his demeanor or what? Just what's the... ev- maybe everything. The acting was bad. The It just was not given. He didn't say much in season one, if I remember That's, correctly. I think that was what Ooh. was working. And in season two, in the first three episodes, he has a lot of words to say and it wasn't working. Oh, buddy. Sorry, you have to say so many words. It was just so much better when he didn't speak. Bummer. Yeah, so that's how that's going. I watched the first three episodes like weeks ago and then just haven't even gone back to it because that's how little I enjoyed them. So, yikes. That's it's not great. Well, we could do a we watched so you don't have to potentially. I feel like I mean, it's not terrible. We've fallen off that. What was that show that we both watched that we just like couldn't keep watching? I think it was on Apple. Maybe Hulu. Oh, High Desert. High no, Desert. And we both kept saying we were going to like maybe review it, but then I didn't get past episode five. I don't think I did either. But I think that's what we watched so you don't have to kind of situation. Is it fair if we didn't finish it though? Yeah, we half watched. So you <laughs> maybe don't have to. I mean, I like I full watched five episodes. So mm-hmm. all in all half watched, but at least I mean, I tried. I like Patricia Arquette. I don't Me know too. what was up with that show. Just wasn't for us either of it us. was probably for someone i don't think yeah. it's i don't think it's mega popular but i know like at least two people liked it according to my tiktok comments <laughs> nice um yeah i don't know that i've been watching that much else that we haven't talked about already did i tell you about the horror of dolores roach you did but only in so far as to say you were going to review it for this week's oh, newsletter i am i will be i read or i read i watched the whole first season last thursday i think it was Mm -hmm. uh it came out friday and i was like oh shoot i was supposed to watch this ahead of time because prime sent it to me and i kept forgetting and then i was like okay it's short it's eight episodes i think eight episodes at 30 minutes each and i was like oh i could just do this today so did you watch based on a true story no you told me not to yeah you didn't have to (laughs) so that for me was like you like an easy binge because it was like quick moving, chaotic, like tense and funny, but a mess ultimately, which is why I said you didn't need to. This to me was that hmm. so super easy to binge, but like not that engaging. Needed some work, I think. It was just like a little messy. The character was, the main character was a little uneven in a way that I don't think really worked. And it was like, I thought it was trying to be a satire again of like the true crime industry. So that's kind of what it reminded me to of based on a true story. 
because it's like a, it's a modern day Sweeney Todd kind of, but oh, it starts that's... out. That's like not the tagline, but that is what it is. And it starts out with there's a Broadway production happening that's based on a podcast in this fictional world. It's a Broadway show that's based on a podcast. And the podcast is based on this real story of this woman who was the real life Sweeney Todd. And so I thought there was like going to be some commentary there. Like that sounds like it's setting up either like a satire or at least like a sort of a meta, you know, makes you think about true crime and the way we consume it. But it did really didn't do that. Really did barely came back to that. So I don't really know what the point was. So that's not your pick of the week then? It's not a pick of the week. It is. I didn't rate it yet, but like C plus maybe. Mm, Bummer. What do you have a pick of the week? My pick of the week is still the bear season two. It will Mm. be the pick of the week forever. No, I don't know. I don't, I just like it. Not that I guess it was righteous gemstones, which is what I started out with. What's yours? I guess walking on sunshine. Definitely walking on sunshine. Leona Lewis. (laughs) Love ya. Do they sing walking on sunshine in the movie? Absolutely. They do. (laughs) That sounds. It starts out with a groovy rendition of holiday. That song, you know, lovely. Yeah. Um, because she's going on holiday. That's of course, you know. as one does. You must sing that. Yeah, there's just a lot of it. Just uh, mm, we don't have to revisit my mistakes. Yeah, sorry. So Good Omens <laughs> is season one specifically, right? Because you haven't seen season two yet. Yeah, season two comes out in a week and a half, I believe. I am behind because of my illness. I was going to say you should watch it, but it seems like maybe you don't. I'll have want to watch to. season one first, or is it an anthology, or what's the deal with it? I meant season one. I meant it seems like maybe you don't want to watch season one. <laughs> Well, I was thinking that I would catch up because season two comes out soon. But then I was thinking, I haven't seen Reservation Dogs and that comes out next month. And I know that I want to watch that. So maybe I just get started on that. Yes, I would. I would agree with that sentiment because I'm like a few seasons behind at least two. Yep. So um, that's what I'm thinking is next on my docket. I love Reservation Dogs. I support that wholeheartedly. Yeah, I've heard amazing things and I know you really like it. And I don't really have anything else to look forward to. I'm just like slowly making my way through shows that I started watching this year and haven't finished yet. Mm-hmm. I never finished The Power. Did you finish that? No, me neither. I also yeah. have that on my uh, my list. Just <laughs> not not that, not really feeling it. Oh, I'm going to finish The Lazarus Project this week also. Nice. Which I did kind of like the first three episodes of. Don't remember anything about that, but that was I'm the sure sci-fi one with the time loop where he like resets oh, time. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I'll let you know. So much TV. Sounds good. All right. Well, we'll reconvene with each other uh, tomorrow, probably. <laughs> to- For Veronica, I still have to watch it. Me, yeah, me too. Episode but- five. Okay. Episode five. But yeah, catch you then. Find links to follow us on socials and subscribe to our newsletter in the show notes of this episode. Thank you for listening to Double Take. If you like what you heard, please support us by subscribing and leaving a review. See you next time. The Double Take podcast is produced by Jess Ball and me, Jennifer Cullen. 